Welcome to the Global Franchise Podcast, your essential companion in understanding the franchise market in a wide variety of countries around the world. I'm Kieran McLoon, Deputy Editor for Global Franchise Magazine. This episode of the Global Franchise Podcast is brought to you by FranchiseReorg.com, powered by Sumer Franchise Consulting and Ackerman, providing consulting and reorganization services to franchisors. Thailand is a country that may not seem like a natural choice for international franchisors, but many of the world's biggest brands already operate within the country and have experienced consistent, reliable success. A great deal of this success is thanks to knowledgeable local experts like Cavin Intertrade Co., which also organizes and hosts nine key franchise shows throughout the year. Led by Managing Director Kevin Catabunya, Kevin Intertrade Co. has been assisting both domestic and international brands for over 20 years. On this episode of the podcast, we speak with Kevin about the appeal of Thailand, one of the country's key upcoming trade shows, and how investors can make the most of this pivotal market opportunity. Hiya, Kevin. How are you doing today? Hi. How are you doing? I would say that good morning London time because this is already 5pm in Bangkok. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing good, thank you. Um, yeah, as you say, it's a, a typically grey British morning over here, but apart from that, it's all all good. Um, if we could start with a little kind of exploration of your career, Kevin, uh, because I'm aware that you've kind of previously had a hand in the development of some really big international brands uh, like McDonald's and Dairy Queen throughout the ASEAN, uh, the Association of Southeast Nations region. Um, would you be able to walk me through kind of your background with regards to franchising? Definitely. I have been in the food franchise business, say, altogether about four years. I began with McDonald's in Thailand some 20 plus years back when there were only six outlets in Thailand at that time. Mm. And the franchise business in those days are are growing in those days i mean to say yeah and i've been with mcdonald's for about three years and then I, my role there was involved in business development for the store expansion and worked closely with the uh oak brook chicago base headquarters mm. and then while it's quite challenging for for you know expanding the business to look for the site to make sure that they are profitable. And during my term, I have been able to close about 10 property deals, mm. mostly in those days in shopping malls, because the freestanding in Thailand in those days is not, wasn't really popular. And then uh, I moved to another food chain called Minor Food Group, which is part of the Minor Group. They own and operate many franchise brands in Thailand until now. Well, to give you an example, in those days, they, they had Pizza Hut, but not anymore. They had their own brand called Pizza Company, and they stopped mm. contracting with the Pizza Hut Company. And they also have uh, Swenson's Ice Cream, Dairy Queen, Sizzler, and uh, another good example is the Coffee Club. Most of them are the U.S. brands because the owner himself is an America. So these are my background in those days with the two leading food franchise groups in Thailand. 
Yeah, and uh, and now, as I mentioned up top, you're the managing director of Cavan Intertrade Co. And I was wondering whether you'd be able to kind of walk me through um, the services that your organization provides to both Thai businesses, but also international brands who are looking to penetrate the Thai market. Well, our business is, we are the exhibition organizers in Thailand. We have the trade show called Thailand Franchise and Business Opportunities, which has been in operation for 16 years. It's once a year event. The reason I started that because of my background and experience with the two leading giant brands. And then in those days, I found that there, there was no real exhibition in Thailand of the franchise business. And with my background, we started that. And it turned out to be successful. For the first year, we already had international exhibitors from Singapore and Malaysia, which are our neighboring countries. And we began to continue the shows every year until today. And at the moment, at the moment, TFBO is a kind of the platform, or you call it the marketplace, for both Thai and international franchise brands who wish to penetrate and enter the Thailand market. And they will come to us to exhibit in the show and look for the potential investors in Thailand and in Southeast Asia. And uh, if we could talk a little about Thailand as a country, kind of as an overview, because um, it's obviously quite a successful uh, populated franchise market. Why do you think that big international brands are flocking to Thailand to develop their concepts within this region? Well, let me put it this way, Matt. Today, there are over 140 international franchise brands operating in Thailand. I mean, brands. If you talk of the outlets, the combined are over 20,000 outlets. It's a huge market. The biggest one is the convenience store called 7-Eleven, which operates 24 hours. And they are very successful in Thailand. The leader in the market in the past used to be the American brands like McDonald's, KFC, Burger King, Pizza Hut. But the trend has changed and they are overtaken by the Japanese brands. Now, the reason asking that, why is it popular? Well, if you look at the region, Thailand today has the highest number of the international franchise brands in the Southeast Asia, when compared with Philippines, Indonesia, Malaysia, or Singapore. Couple of reasons. One is, is very important is about the geographic of Thailand that we are right in the center of the ASEAN. And then second is about the population. We have about 70, almost 70 million population, which is a huge market in this region. And third is about the tourists. Thailand is very popular. It's, you know, number one tourist destination in these days. If you talk that anybody wants to travel, they love to come to Thailand. Now, because of the Thai food, because of the Thai people, Thai culture, and tourist destination they have to offer. Then, the next, I think that Thai people, they like to invest in new ventures. And international brands are one of the highlights they are looking for. That is why we have the highest number of international brands when compared with other countries in this region, about 140 plus brands. And Thai people are interested and keen 
to buy more and more franchise. To give you an example, the Manda Food Group itself, they bought and today have about five, uh, about six brands of, from international besides their own one. And the Central Group, which owns a lot of retail businesses, they also have a lot of international brands in their hand. To give an example, like, like the Pizza Hut, KFC, Mr. Donut, Mark and Spencer from UK as well. And these are one among the reasons why the people seems like flocking to Thailand to penetrate and open their businesses here. Yeah, so franchising is a very established um, model in Thailand. Um, are there any kind of common mistakes or potential slip-ups or just challenges that brands could encounter when they're entering the Thai market? Things like adaptations for restaurant brands or certain consumer trends that um, incoming brands might not be aware of? Okay, I'll put it up in two parts. First, about the mistakes of the brands. To me, I think the first and foremost important part is about the partner. It depends that if you can secure a good partner, it's like you're getting married to someone, you're giving the franchise brand to them, make sure that you have the right partner who, who have time and dedication to do and run the business. And that's, that's to me, number one. Secondly, it's about the finance of the investors themselves that the franchisors, the owners, will have to make sure that the, the financial background of the potential investors are sound and they can continue on the expansion. And marketing. They need to know, because when they look for the local partner, meaning that the owner themselves, the franchise brand owner themselves, they don't come. What they need, what they need to give is the expertise and advice and the knowledge about the brands to their local partner and help them run and expand their business professionally in Thailand. And this is my belief about the past mistakes of many brands who entered and weren't successful. Now, another good example that I would like to put up, there are a couple of brands, I mean, there are many brands which are not really well known outside Thailand, but the local operator have been successful in turning it to become a good brand in Thailand. To give you an example, the minor food drops. They have many brands which are not really well known in the US, like the Swenson's ice cream. If you talk of the Hagen Das, yes, I know Hagen Das. But if you talk of Swenson's, Swenson's brands is not very popular. But in Thailand, it's number one. So it depends on how do they market professionally the brands in Thailand. Yeah. And the second one, the most recently, is about the Sisler Steakhouse. If you talk about the Sisler Steakhouse in the US, it's not really a big one. But, and they weren't really successful outside the US. But in Thailand, they have over 100 outlets. And they are still making money on that. So I think that the key, the key is the partner. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's something we see in a lot of international markets. Obviously, local expertise is really the thing that differentiates the um, the big brands from sort of the rest of the pack. Um, you mentioned earlier the, the Thailand Franchise and Business Opportunities Show, which obviously um, 
you run every year. Um, and would you be able to kind of go a bit more in depth about some of the the reasons why uh, both franchisors and also entrepreneurs and investors looking for either really successful Thai brands or just looking for international opportunities within Thailand, um, why they should attend the show? Well, that's a very good question. Thanks for that. Uh, first, I would like to say that um, we have the expertise for the last 16 years that we have run in the show. Firstly, we have the database of the visitors coming to the show, and we know their requirements. And secondly, because of the established names of the show, exhibitors, we have about, so to speak, 60% of the retention rate that they return to the show every year. I mean, local exhibitors. They come for two reasons. Some of them, they want to still expand within the country. And many of them who have been with us for more than a decade, now they say that they are ready to go international. At our show, it's like we have both local and international investors, visitors, coming to the show every year. Like the, our record that we have, like last year in 2019, we have uh, almost 8,000 visitors from 30 plus countries, including some from UK. They come to source for the investment opportunities. And these investors, the Thai franchisors, some of them, they say that they are ready to expand and go international. And we are luckily that the only international franchise platform in Thailand. The rest are for domestic. So we don't really have the direct competitor. Yeah. And um, a lot of um, events, franchise events, especially around the world this year, have obviously been impacted by coronavirus. I was just curious whether um, your upcoming show has kind of been affected at all by coronavirus or have any changes have been made to facilitate, you know, safety precautions and things like that? Well, we have been keeping our close eyes on the situation and we have, first of all, prepared all the preventive measures on the COVID-19 to make sure that the health and safety are our first priority for visitors coming to the show. Now, though this year the country is closed for the, uh, international visitors, but domestically, we still have a lot of demands. We thought and we believe that in the current situation, many people are unemployed because of the economic impact as a result of the coronavirus. Then they, might, they will definitely come to look for the investment opportunities. That's the first target group that we're looking for. Secondly, there are a lot of investors with in, uh, uh, cash in bank, and they think that the benefit from the interest, bank interest rate are not really attractive. So they want to look for alternative investment. And this, we have over 120 brands being offered by our exhibitors for them to choose from. Thirdly, many new businesses are springing up, like the automation. You talk of the washing machine business, franchise business, you talk of the vending machine business because of the lifestyle change of the people. Then they come because they want to look for alternative investment with the higher returns. And this is what we believe that from our past experience, when we have the big flood eight years back, we have domestic rights of the red and the yellow shirts, but we still can come up and produce the show successfully until now. And we believe that we can well cope and handle with the virus. 
And last and most importantly, surprisingly that the turnout for the pre-registration is four-year high at the moment, meaning that people, they are really intent to come to the show. Yeah. Well, I imagine a big part of that as well is it sounds good that you're, you know, really prioritizing the safety of the guests, which is something I imagine um, a lot of attendees to any kind of events at the minute, that is the key consideration for them. Um, the the last thing I wanted to speak with you about, Kevin, is just looking ahead a little uh, to, to next year. Um, are there any kind of cultural trends or particular um, industries that are flourishing or even brands that are really taking center stage that you think will uh, dictate what the the Thai franchise market of 2021 looks like? From our forecast, from our prediction for domestic people, I think that the automation will, will become the center stage of the investment because they don't really require a lot of manpower, human. They just find a good location, put up the washing machine there and let it run the business, make the money for them. Or it's a vending machine. You put it up in the hospital, in the school, in the community. You just need a very small space. You invest it a lot, and then you get a good return on the investment of that. And I think that the automation, the vending automation business will continue to grow for the next few years, simply because of the change in the lifestyle of the people. A lot of condominium come up. They don't need to do washing machine. They don't need to buy the washing machines to put it up in their condominium, in their apartments. So they just simply go out and have it done outside. That's number one. Now, number two, that, that what I believe in is that a lot of international brands are still lining up to enter Thailand, like this year. We have to tell them that we cannot allow them to come in, but they can wait for next year. And the trend would be mostly the priority sectors will be on the food and beverages, as well as education, which I believe that can be a good opportunity for international brands looking to looking forward to enter entering Thailand next year and beyond. Yeah, uh, well, that's great to hear. Thank you for kind of looking looking forward a little bit and. Um... And yeah, detailing your what you think next year will look like. Um, well, thank you very much for your time today, Kevin. It's been really great speaking with you about Thailand, a, a market that a lot of people may not know is such a flourishing franchise industry. Um, and yeah, I look forward to, to seeing the next developments in the country. Well, if I may add a little bit, there are very few uh, franchise from UK that I can share, like Boots Pharmacy. They have about 300 outlets in Thailand. Uh, Costa Coffee. I mean, they just entered Thailand, I think, two years back and only few outlets. And another one is on the education, on the Pingu's English. Yeah, so it's a real hive of, um, of brands from all over the world, really, which is really great to hear. Um, yeah, thanks very much for your time, Kevin. You're welcome. While the world of international franchising usually places a focus on markets like the US and Europe, it's important to remember that the franchise model has the potential for success in almost any regional market. The prevalence of franchising in Thailand and the presence of countless notable brands within the country is evidence of this, and events like the one run by Kavin are usually the best way to discover what opportunities are on offer. We'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this. Which international markets have proven especially fruitful for your brand? 
and were any unique growth strategies needed to make the most of their potential. Make sure to let us know. If you like the podcast, subscribe and recommend it to your friends and colleagues. Or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your pods. To keep up to date with franchise news and have it put into context by the global franchise experts, subscribe to the magazine, hit us up at globalfranchisemagazine.com and follow us on Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn today.